Hey, welcome to Mommy's Tea Time with Alexis. And Kaya. And we are cousins. Yes. <laughs> so basically, we wanted to start a podcast talking about becoming a first-time mommy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this situation is not very uncommon, but it's different because it's about being a first-time mommy in our generation during a pandemic and all types of stuff. Yeah. So this is really... It's gonna be about a whole bunch of different things, basically about dating, working, situations, co-parenting, because we being are a single mother. Yeah, because we are single moms. So yes. being in a relationship with your baby's father, because yeah. we have both did that too. Yeah, but it's about a lot of different things. I don't want to just basically make it about always single moms, so mm -hmm. we can always talk about different things. That's true. But we really wanted to do this because not a lot of people in our city do things like this. And or we, in our generation. Yeah, like we are trying to basically help other people out. And I know a lot of people think that it's different. Like we feel like you're pregnant and you're a single mom. You always feel like you're in a situation alone, but you're really mm -hmm. not in a situation alone. So because it's millions of us. Yeah, it's millions of us that do a lot of do a lot of the same things, <laughs> go through a lot of the same things. So Definitely. it's not really uncommon. But yeah, so and I'm also got this idea because I'm a part of a it's called a November mom group. So mm -hmm. we follow each other on Facebook oh. and what's to expect app. So I know a lot of people got the what's to expect app. Definitely I still got have I it. I still have it. I still have it. <laughs> Me and personally. Yeah, so, yeah, we always give each other advice, always ask each other's questions. Like I said, we always feel like we're going through something odd or alone, but we're really not, so. Yeah, but we're here to help. Yes, most definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, this first episode is going to be about how we found out we was pregnant. Yay! What we felt, and... Mm -hmm the support of our family, if we had any. It's basically what our experience was because yeah. we both have one-year-olds. Yes. And they are about a month and a couple weeks apart. Actually, they're just a couple of weeks apart for real. Yeah. Because she was born. She was born November 4th. My yeah. daughter, her, her, she was born on November 4th of 2019. And my son was born December 17th of 2019. So. Yeah. I believe it was like only like a couple of weeks because... Literally, I could never forget Ryan's birthday. Yeah, so the crazy <laughs> part is our okay, so we basically it's like three amigos when yeah. we say cousins, <laughs> and our moms were pregnant at months the same apart. Time. Yeah, they were pregnant at the same time. So we all and then all three of us got pregnant at the same time. Yeah. So all of our kids are not even a year apart, basically. No. So I'm like that's really crazy. That was really crazy. <laughs> so even though we stopped talking for a while, once mm -hmm. we found out we was pregnant, oh, it was, it was over. Like, then. It was <laughs> over. Yeah. So we still talk every day. Every day. Like, we go through the same type of situations. And so. we talk about it, which actually helps. Really helps. It really helps. So mm -hmm. but. you definitely need somebody that you could talk to, that you could call on, especially if you have problems that you can't share with the world or feel like you can't share with different people. You do need that support system. And if you guys ever need any, you know, support systems and stuff mm -hmm. like that, y'all could definitely hit us up. If you have any questions, any questions or anything like that. And also, I wanted to do this because I know a lot of single moms mm -hmm. that are starting businesses and brands. And I feel like this is another way that we can get our 
friends, business, and brands out there. Yeah. So, you know, Columbus isn't that small, but yeah. it's really small. Yeah, it is. So, and everybody's basically trying to win. It's enough It's enough out here for everybody. So, no one really has to be in competition with anybody. Right. So, we could all try to help each other out. Mm-hmm. So, but. Right. Now, let's get into how we first found out we were pregnant. Now. You want to go first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so my daughter is a Valentine's Day baby. <laughs> she is. She's a Valentine's Day baby. And with this podcast, we're going to get honest and real about a lot of things. Yeah. It's going to be very, you know. I don't know how to hold my tongue. Yeah, either. it's very going to be, uh, I'm going to say, a dog rated or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? adult rated. Yeah. And, I mean, it's young moms out there. If you want to listen to, that's perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. there are going to be things that we're going to try to keep. PG. Yeah, but it's not going to be PG. Being a, being a mom is not PG at all. At all. So my daughter is a Valentine's Day baby. I literally found out so fast I was pregnant, but I had no symptoms. And my menstrual never comes on time. Mm-hmm. I've never had a regular like menstrual. It'll be like three months throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't have a menstrual like in the summertime. So like, I know lucky cause you know, hot girl summer is lucky. So yeah. like June, July and August, I would not have a menstrual. Oh God damn. Why was I, oh damn. I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. So I got lucky sometimes with that, but um, so basically I didn't have a menstrual and then I had these cramps in my stomach mm-hmm. that were not like normal. It was yeah. not normal. So it's not like, you know, period cramps. It's like something feels like it's stabbing me. Right. So, you know, I went to the doctors and, you know, I took an extra test just to be sure. And I mean, it was positive. I really didn't. I wasn't really nervous when I found out I was pregnant because I feel like I had so many siblings. I yeah. know what it's like to be around babies. But once she got here, I was like, shit list because it's like you are very like you have to keep this little human alive like yeah you have to you know you i couldn't even sleep i had postpartum anxiety which a lot of people don't talk about which i'm gonna get into not depression but anxiety like mm-hmm. i felt like if anybody would hold her or drop they would drop her and she would die or something so yeah. but so back not even getting into all that but going into that later but when I told my child's father that I was pregnant. First thing he said was, how? And I just looked at him like, what do you mean how? Right. I was like, what do you mean how? how? He was like, I know how, but like, oh, I didn't think that I could get anybody pregnant. And I'm just like- That's every guy's excuse. That really is. It really is. I didn't think I could get anybody pregnant. Okay. So how I found out I was pregnant was- uh, my boyfriend at the time, his mom kept telling me that I was pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. No, I'm not. So it was like maybe two weeks after she said that, um, go and take a test and stuff. So I was like, all right, because my period did not come. So it's like two weeks later, I went and I took a test. I got on the phone with her and I was on FaceTime crying because I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm about to have a baby. I don't know what to do. And I was scared. But when I told my father's, I mean, my child's father, mm-hmm. he was okay with it. He was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a boy. And I'm like, really? That's crazy that you really had a boy. Mm-hmm. Like the only boy right now. I think that's just him though, because he has a lot of boys, but yeah, it was cool. Like I really, I started throwing up and then I never stopped throwing up like 
until after I had him. But it was all right and everything. It was just, it was weird for me because I didn't expect to have a baby. And honestly, my son was conceived the day before my mom's birthday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> March 9th. He was conceived March 9th and I had him December 17th. So it was like, okay. I was just scared. I was nervous because I didn't know how I was going to be, if I was going to be too overprotective, which I am mostly. I think everybody yeah. everybody should be most definitely, especially, yeah. especially all the things, with your baby. Yeah, all things going on mm -hmm. in the world. Like, yeah, it's a lot of creeps, a lot of crazies out here. So I couldn't take it. I was, I was filled up with anxiety on top of my nausea. <laughs> so every time my pregnancy from after I found out what it blah 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 blah. Hmm. I'm gonna cut that part out, but whatever. But um I really wanted to keep my pregnancy a secret for like as long as I could. Me too. Because one thing on 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 top of that, I just know a lot of people. <laughs> that would start to do stuff early or start to speak about it early and then they end up having a miscarriage. Yeah. And I felt like once I got into the process of like trying to do that, that's when I had something called um, subriotic or something like that, hemorrhage. I'm mm -hmm. not really know what the name of it is, yeah. but it's basically when you have some type of blood clot in your placenta or you have some type of something in your placenta and it makes you high risk for like the first trimester. Oh. So either it's like you can bleed and you still have a baby or you can bleed and you have a miscarriage. So like the first day that I was bleeding, it wasn't really nothing crazy. And a lot of women do bleed when you're first pregnant. So it's not something uncommon. It's like a first period thing mm -hmm. or your last period or whatever you want to call it. So the fact that I was bleeding, I was kind of not not nervous, but I kind of was nervous because I wasn't cramping or anything. So mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe it's just like, you know, my last period because I know a lot of people that do have that last period. But I'm like, I'm just going to make sure because not only when you're pregnant, do you have you put your baby's life at risk, but your life is at risk, too, which right. a lot of people don't understand, like. Yeah, pregnancy like, is no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. Not even anything is not no joke with it. And a lot of people don't understand. Like, a lot of men don't understand what we go through because you really are putting your life at risk. Yeah. Like, so when I went there and I started to bleed more, and they were like looking to make sure everything's okay, they were basically like, "You have it. You're hemorrhaging, and you could." lose your baby, we're gonna keep it for observation. And they just basically gave me a packet because there's nothing you could do if you're miscarrying at a certain point in time. Yeah. So they're like, just go home and monitor if you keep bleeding so much, then we want you to come back. And then I made up on my OB and she was like, if I see a heartbeat, that's great. If I don't, which sometimes with these type of situations, I don't see a heartbeat, then we're gonna have to, you know. Mm -hmm. So she's seen a heartbeat. She's like, okay. I'm really happy with that. We're just, you just don't, you can't work. And that's one thing I hated. Like I've not never working. been able to not work. Like mm -hmm. even before that, when I was in a bad situation, I walked to work. Like I've never not been able to work. So me not being able to work and just having to sit there was just, and everybody was thinking I'm lazy. We're going into that, <laughs> but I wasn't being lazy. I was just told by a lot of doctors you cannot work because I was at work. Yeah, and I picked up a box. Work. Yeah, I put the, picked up a box and I literally started hemorrhaging. That yeah. was the second time I hemorrhaged, but that second time was a it was a lot. Yeah. So 
on top of that, that was the first obstacle that we got through. After I bled that first time, the clot was gone. So I was out of the woods with that. Mm-hmm. But so that's when the nausea came on. <laughs> and at first, you know, a lot of women, you do have a lot of nausea. Sometimes like in the first couple of weeks, once you hit your eight weeks, you do have a lot of nausea. Yeah. But girl, I started having nausea at four weeks. I, I didn't. A lot of people say that, but I didn't have. I never stopped throwing up. Like, honestly, I started throwing up and it never stopped. I never had bleeding. I had. I didn't have like all this stuff you went through and stuff. Mm-hmm. But all I did was take them little nausea pills, the one that's dissolvable in your mouth. So, friend. That is my favorite. It's the best. I ain't even gonna lie. Y'all better take that Zofran. That's, that's studies mine. coming out that saying that Zofran's not even good anymore. Really? Yes, because I have a friend that's currently pregnant now, mm-hmm. and she is in the stage of you know throwing up, yeah. but she could keep her food down. So basically, I'm gonna get back to you know how it yeah. was for me. But they said they were doing studies that Zofran might have some side effects now, like her defects when it comes to pregnancies but i'm like a lot of people i didn't have friends. no I, yeah, yeah i didn't have no defects or anything yeah our kids came out perfect healthy chunky mm-hmm. so my son was let me see he was seven pounds 11 ounces and 18 19 inches long Ryan, ryan was like six ounces but she was 19 inches long too she yeah. was seven pounds and i remember they was like oh because i was so small and my OB was like, oh, she's going to be like five pounds. I'm like, great. Like, I don't want to have to push right. this big baby out. His big no, head. she came out a seven Ooh. pounder. A seven pounder. But so back to my nausea. Once my nausea started, I was never able to keep any of my food down. Me neither. I mean, like nothing. Like No, I mean water. But, this, the, but the pills work for you, though. The pills, I had to take eight different pills. Eight. Just to keep any meal down. If I didn't take the Zofran, which that could be a problem. Yeah. But if I didn't take the Zofran, I couldn't keep water. Uh, you know how people always tell you get the ginger ale or yeah. Sprite. That didn't work. Yeah. And Cook I tried. Crackers, saltine crackers, all of that. It didn't work. I had to take Zofran before I did anything. And my doctors, like, they thought that I was playing, but... I threw up until the day that I had Malachi. Like even on the day yeah. that I had Malachi, after I had him, after he came out of my mm-hmm. twat, <laughs> after he came out of my, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's when you stopped throwing I up. stopped throwing it. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I had, the Zofran. I couldn't take one pill and be fine. Mm-hmm. I had to take eight different pills, yeah. literally around the clock. Mm-hmm. So. I was not keeping not a nothing down. And I passed out one time because I was dehydrated, like, mm-hmm. and everything was low. I remember I told you I'd take them potassium pills. Those are like horse pills. Like yeah. it was just, it was just a lot. So, but I'm, I'm I wouldn't change anything, honestly. Yeah. But between the hemorrhaging and the hyperemesis is what they called it, mm-hmm. what I had, it was my second trimester was somewhat starting to calm down my third one was great but i was just ready to get get done over with but see and the difference is because my first pregnancy i had mm-hmm. um i had to be in a hospital probably once a week every week mm-hmm. like literally like 
because I was throwing up so bad to where they had to keep putting IVs in me and mm -hmm. everything like that. But then the pregnancy that I had with Malachi, it was easier for me. Because yeah. I was in a hospital with my first pregnancy almost every fucking, I mean, every week. Yeah, that's how it was. Ah, the IVs were good, though. Yeah, like, I ain't gonna lie. They were good. Like, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. So... But that's pretty much it for how I was feeling during my pregnancy with that part. But for me, um, how I was feeling with my pregnancy was I, w I had a lot of stress because I was hiding my pregnancy. I actually didn't start telling people that I was pregnant until a week before I actually was going to figure out what I was having. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is funny because... I was so nervous because I didn't know if I was going to have him or if he was going to be okay. Because like Lexi said, mm -hmm. you can definitely go through a miscarriage at any time. Mm -hmm. And basically for me, I was scared, but I also did not want to disappoint my father. Mm -hmm. So that was another reason why I was keeping it a secret. But at the end of it all, he ended up actually really loving Malachi like. And he looked exact. My son looked exactly like my father, which oh, is crazy. But really I crazy. really didn't have bad problems. It was just the nausea for me. Uh -huh. I didn't have no type of pains until I was eight months, and my belly was huge, and that's when I started getting back problems and everything. But I actually worked throughout my whole entire pregnancy. Were you working like seven days a week at certain yeah. points? I was working. I wish. Yeah, I was working six days a week actually. I only had Sunday off, um, but I was working six days a week, and I think it was a week before I had Malachi. That's when I went on maternity leave, a week before I had my son. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. It was just that that's kind of a struggle, especially if you're doing everything on your own. Yeah. Like, because, you know. I can't say. So... My child's father, he did he did everything he was supposed to do when, you know, when <laughs> when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. His family really did help out, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why I consider like wanted to have my child because I didn't want my child to to grow up. Even if I knew even if she was growing up and we weren't going to stay together cuz mm -hmm. we aren't we aren't together now yeah. that She'll always have that side of the family. Yeah. Even though my dad wasn't always there, he was never there. He's not there at all. Mm -hmm. But his, you know, fat family would hold him accountable for that. So that's right. why I'm like, when he asked me, what did I want to do? I'm like, I wanted to keep the baby because, and plus I don't want to put, I'm very on the natural side of things. I don't want to put my body through anybody's type of abortion unless it's yeah. really, 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 really needed. I'm not against abortion. Everybody has a different type of situation. Everybody can't handle certain things. Yeah. So, and I would not want to put a child in a situation where they're not going to thrive, where they're not going to be taken care of the way that they want to be taken care of yeah. because that is a two-person job. Yes, And it, it is. is. It's possible with one person, but it's a two-person job. That's very true. And when people are just like, okay, I'll do it on my own, yada, yada, yada. I don't need them. At the end of the day, it's not what you really think. It's how your child takes it. Because yeah. I grew up without a father, and I'm actually, I've turned out perfectly fine without a yeah. father. But 
the rest of my 24 siblings, and we're going to call it out because it's very raw. Yeah. My father has about 24 kids. <laughs> you know, a lot of them struggle with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them struggle with him not being in their life at all. And I just never struggled. With, at one point in time, I did being a kid, but I just know, like, it ain't my fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's See. why I basically... I basically just didn't want my child to go through that. Even though I never struggled with that, mm-hmm. that's really seriously. I just wouldn't want my child to struggle with that because I don't know how she's going to take it. I can't expect right. for everybody to take things the way that I take them. Yeah. So, but even though they were very supportive, I can honestly say, you know, ladies, you know, sometimes men tell you things about that don't be a that don't be the truth. truth. That don't be the truth. So even though they are very supportive and they were very supportive. Like some of the things he would tell me would make me feel like they're not very supportive. Like he kind of insinuated to me, like they asked if I was going to have an abortion or something. Oh, yeah. So, but then he would be like, but he didn't act, he, they didn't ask that with, you know, my brother or, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and to try to search that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, when you're pregnant and you're just going through that emotion, you gotta hold back them emotions. Yeah, you gotta really. Sometimes you have to really ask people. Like when you confront people about certain things, especially when it comes to situations like this, don't you? You can ask people stuff without you know getting yeah. things started. And I think that's why I was in a certain situation that I am. We're gonna talk about that later with them because obviously I'm gonna take what my man tells me. Yeah. But sometimes that's not always the truth because they're. Guys are going to tell you one thing, and it's not going to be the truth. But yeah. they kind of—he's kind of insinuated that they asked if I was going to keep the child or not, which I feel like is a very ignorant question. Mm-hmm. It kind of irritated me. So at a certain point in times, I didn't want to like be around them. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't really want to stay there because. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, you're supporting me, but is this really what you're saying behind yeah. closed doors? But you know what I'm saying? I don't really know what what was said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I seen some of the stuff that was said, and that kind of was insinuated in the messages. Mm-hmm. But that is just like a ripple effect of stuff that started, you know. And we and some parents do say things when you're having kids. Parents do say things mm-hmm. that are rubbed the wrong way when you're having a child. And it's kind of hard not to snap on them because it's like, bro, this is my kid, not yours. This yeah. is my body, not yours. So I don't really want to hear that. I don't want to, you know, See, I don't want to parse of that. That's very ignorant. That's a very ignorant question. Like, don't ask a woman that. Okay, you guys, like, a woman will tell you or somebody will tell you if they do not want to do this, if they're not ready for this and yeah. they want to have abortion, That was some, that is something that they're going to tell you. Yeah. So don't ever... Ever. If you're not a mom or a dad or you're about to be a dad and you're kind of questioning what you should ask the mother of your child, don't ask your mother of your child that if you want to ask. Don't. Oh don't ask them that, okay? So, yeah, but for me, um, when my baby's father, well, my baby's father's mother already knew I was pregnant. So I have full support from her. She didn't have no problem with it. Unfortunately, she passed away when I was, I believe, six or seven months, um, which was kind of a hard pill to swallow. But she was actually the one that was happy. She was there. Um, he actually came to a lot of, He don't get me wrong, he was a good father. I can't say father because he wasn't, my son wasn't born yet. Yeah. But he was 
very he supportive that he could have did yeah he was very supportive for me when we were pregnant when i was pregnant he were he was there he went to every doctor's appointment he didn't miss a beat um he did lie and yeah he was not financially stable which i'm not trying to put his business out there or anything but he wasn't financially stable to you know help with everything so mm -hmm. i did work and i was the sole provider for everything mm -hmm. but after i actually had my son it was like okay when he actually came to the hospital and we were at the hospital and everything i believe like 20 minutes after i had my son he left and then Did after that what? i don't know then after that we broke up and not well maybe a couple of months later we broke up i didn't know y'all broke up that early mm, we really broke up in like february no we broke up in january he got put in jail i spent my birthday trying to get him out oh God. i ain't trying to put his business out there or nothing Man, like it that it is because it, it ain't no there. dig or nothing but it was definitely hard for me as a mother and then me having to do everything by myself now which we'll get to that later it was it's kind of hard like because yeah. i have my son every day and you know but honestly throughout my whole pregnancy his mother was very supportive she was there she's the one that came up with my son's name um i named him malachi and then my father's middle name and we and the good news was that we both had the last name Same Jones. Last name, so we didn't have, <laughs> so have to worry about whose name is he going to get, whose last name he going to get, because he had it anyway, <laughs> which was a good thing. But other than that, I really didn't have no real problems or issues. But, like, I do wish I can get more support from his family. Yeah. Um, Because, actually, no, actually, I don't wish that because they if they do do anything some of them will just throw it back up in your face like oh i did this but i've been doing it and that's why i kind of that's why i don't like ask people for stuff like yeah. when i was living there i didn't really want to live there but it wasn't because of them it was because of i already knew they didn't want me there and yeah. so the thing about it is when like we were talking and his mom was basically like you know we're going to be there for you even if y'all break up yada 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 mm -hmm. and his dad kind of was just like, oh, well, you have to you you have to move out in August or something. It's kind of yeah. basically insinuating that I couldn't, like, stay there. Yeah. Which, I mean, I wasn't mad about, you know, I didn't want to stay there. See, but he, I have my own crib, though, so it was yeah. like, actually, I was put together. Yeah. Well, well put together, actually. Yeah. Because um, I was making money, and I was yeah. doing everything I had to do, and then, like, after I got pregnant and stuff, I was scared because I'm like, how is this gonna go? But then I had to look at it from both sides. Either we gonna get be together or we not. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's actually much better that we're not because I take care of my son by myself. Nobody helps. And I'm okay with that. Because mm -hmm. it actually makes me feel good and it makes me feel stronger at the end of the day. But this is what I was saying in the beginning. At some point, you're okay with that mm -hmm. but it's not okay it's like, not it's not okay and that's why i'm so for holding like dads or you know family accountable because mm -hmm. there's no reason why even if you're a felon because i know it's a lot of felons in my right. family it's and you can't get a job that you want to get 
my dad is a felon. That don't. Yeah, no matter though. I'm just saying, like, but he made a way. He had yeah. businesses. If you can't get not a- even before he had businesses. When my dad first got out of jail, he was a felon and he went and worked for a construction company because they do take felons. Uh-huh. And one thing I am gonna tell you, ladies, do not let a man sit there and tell you, give you excuses to why he cannot work and you're pregnant. Cause at the end of the day. You cannot just be the sole provider because y'all are both about to have a baby. Y'all both need to have income coming in. It can't just be you because, honestly, that puts a lot of stress on you and your baby. You don't want to be in a toxic relationship and put your child in that. And I am going to also say that if you are in a toxic relationship that you guys are arguing and fighting, before you have your baby, you need to take a step back and reevaluate yourself because you do not want to put your child in that type of situation to where they're going to have to see their mommy and daddy arguing or they have to see their daddy putting their hands on their mom and oh, stuff like that, yeah, vice was, versa. Like It was making me sick to my stomach. Like A couple of weeks ago, we, me and my child's father was staying together just so I could you know, move into my apartment. So it would just start making me sick to my stomach when we would start arguing and my daughter literally would just be playing because when you're arguing that bad, mm-hmm. a kid's going to notice. They're going to be looking at you. They're going to be like nervous or going to be scared. And she, yeah. at first when we start arguing, she was like, she would be looking at me like, what's going on or yeah. nervous or come up to me or something. And I never want my son to see that. And I feel like it became a normal that she was just like, oh, they're arguing again. So let me just go play with my toys. Like. Yeah. She's just like watching TV. And you don't want your kid to see that. And you don't want your kid to think, think that that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Because I don't never want my son. Like for me personally, my son and seeing his dad try to fight me. Mm-hmm. Like he never physically put his hands on me, but he has tried to fight me. He didn't banged on my car door, did all of that extra shit for no reason. Mm-hmm. But for my son to see that, he doesn't see that all the time. He probably seen it twice. And after that, it was over with. Because I was like, I'm not going to put myself or my son in this situation when I know that I'm capable of much more and I deserve much more and I deserve better, you know? Yeah, it just, like I said, it just made me sick to my stomach when I was just like, Rush, she thinks this is normal now. I was like, mm-hmm. she's just playing because before she would be like screaming or something or, mm-hmm. you know, whining. And, and you then, don't want them to see that. Yeah, I just, okay. it just, every time I looked at her and we were just arguing, it just literally made me so, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's just not okay. So. Oh, see, Malachi, no, mommy will go through to zero through 100 yeah. real quick. Yeah. And but that's not a normal thing. I don't want her to think that that's normal. Yeah. And the reason why, even though people want to say stick through it, a lot of older generations, they, you know, want to talk about, oh, Kids nowadays, they just be ready to break up. Hell yeah. Break up. If <laughs> a nigga, excuse my language, if a guy is putting their hands on you, cheating on you, if you are going to the OB every two weeks and you still have a disease, then please leave him. Sweetheart, leave him alone. You can do bad all by yourself and you can do better by yourself with just you and your child. I'm telling you that now. Just establish some boundaries if it is at that type of point. Like, it's just, like I said, I just I just couldn't. But the older generation, they think, because my grandma, she's very Christian. So, you know, she didn't want me to be another type of 
you know, stigma or, you know, black single mother. Mm-hmm. But another I, statistic. Yeah, another statistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I am a stigma, but statistic. But if it was my daughter and she wasn't happy and she was feeling how I was feeling, I'd be like, then leave. Yeah, like, <laughs> then leave. Yeah, like, no, nobody, I would not tell my daughter to be in a situation where she's not happy. My daughter right. will always, but my daughter will always, you know, be able to come home. Yeah. So it's not, I would never tell my daughter to sustain a situation because she has a child with somebody, especially if they're not respecting her the way that she needs to be respected. Yeah. Her. That's why my father, God rest his soul, RP my dad, but um, that's why my dad made me come home because he felt like leave him alone because if he's not going to do you or your child good and not giving you what you need, then leave him alone. And I had to see that for myself because a lot of people are scared to leave because they don't want their child to be in a two-family home where, oh, they don't want their child to see another person with their mom or dad. For me personally, I don't care. Yeah, and even though I'm like, we're not going to get into it. Mm -hmm. We have situations, you know, with other people. I'm not the type of mom that feels like my child needs to be around anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. unless I'm dating someone and I'm seriously dating someone. Almost if we've been dating for like a year or something, mm-hmm. would I even, I have enough respect for my daughter, not even her yeah. father, to be like, tell her dad, like, hey, there's someone I've been dating. And I just want to let you know because I don't want to have my, you know, have her around anybody. Especially, yeah. I feel like it's different with daughters. Yeah. But I don't want to have her around anybody without your knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's more respect for my daughter than her father. You know what I'm saying? Because no yeah. matter who I have, who I date at this point, he's going to feel like they're, yeah. they're trash. So it is what it is. But I have respect for myself and growing up in the type of situations we grew up in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being around people that grew up in a lot of situations. Yeah. Like, I would not just have my daughter around anybody. Because you think you know somebody, but you don't know. Some, like I said, these people are crazy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not. I, it's not a thing to where I feel like I date somebody. Oh, I really like them. Okay, that's between me and, me and them. I don't feel like it's yeah. between me and them and my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just not into that whole thing, even though I do have a crush i'm gonna say crush somebody <laughs> but i just don't feel like that's a thing to where i need to have them around my child for me i definitely have had my son around a guy that i definitely I it would be to. different though if makai was most definitely in the picture that wouldn't yeah. be happening but the thing is you know he has a girlfriend and uh, he let my son around his girlfriend without my knowledge and kept on screaming that that was his cousin and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. All right. Mm, okay. But I felt like if he would have been honest with me and been truthful with me, I wouldn't have cared so much. Mm-hmm. But because he wasn't honest, it made me feel so It made like a bigger way. issue. Yeah. And then sometimes you don't want them. But the girlfriend lied too because when I had pulled up on him, I pulled up like, so who is this bitch? You got, y'all got shoes and bags of clothes and all of this stuff. Where my son's stuff at? You feel me? Because. Mm. You ain't ever bought my son no shoes, but then he, he swear, bought it. him and his girlfriend swear up and down they bought my son's shoes, and I'm like, no, I'm me and my dad are the only people that bought my son's shoes, clothes constantly, mm-hmm. did for my son constantly, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind, it sucks that my dad isn't here anymore because that was my best friend, you know. Yeah. But mainly, 
I just feel like guys should definitely be more honest and open with their baby moms. Even if you, but I hate when a guy say, oh, my baby mom, that bitter type of baby mom, da 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 da, da because that's not always the case. If your baby mom, if you have a guy tell you that his baby mom bitter and she still want to be with him, I'm going to give you some honest to God's truth. Go to her and see what her problem is. Now, I ain't even going to lie because his first baby mama, his first baby mom was bitter because, listen, I done went to her. I done told her, like, hey, you ever need something? da 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 Oh, I don't care. Da, 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 da. Do you want to fight? No, you don't. Okay, be quiet then. Oh my gosh, do not do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. that. Don't, don't do that. that. But for me, it was just like, you know, I was trying to be there because we had, and that's very woman of you because it's not a lot of in this. Like I said, in this generation, we're we're messed up. Yeah, I can't cuss, which you yeah. know what I want to say. Yeah, we're messed up, and a lot of people. In this generation are not going to take care of somebody else's kids or treat them like their own. Yeah, but see, when I was pregnant, his first baby mom, when she would bring him over to her, his son over to um to the to his mom's house and stuff, mm -hmm. she didn't notice. But I used to go and take the baby to the store, and you know, I wasn't like really close with the baby. But mm -hmm. anytime he would see me and stuff, he definitely used to come and give me a hug and everything like that. So it was never no ill will towards the baby or nothing like that. Because me personally, if I am dating a guy, then definitely his child is going to get spoiled mm -hmm. like they're mine. And the fact that you said that to her was like very respectful, though. Like I yeah. would say that. If nah, she just started a lot of stuff. She wanted to start a lot of stuff because she still wanted him. And that's what. My baby dad's new girlfriend don't understand. I don't want him. Yeah. But she's listening to what he's saying, though. And that's true. And it's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of hard to believe because a lot of guys do want their baby mom. They always run back to their baby mom. And you don't know what they're telling you. Yeah. So you don't know if it's something different. from what But see, the girlfriend called me 11, at 11 o'clock at night talking about some other stuff. And I was looking like. You calling me at 11 o'clock, baby, I'll be sleep by 8. Mm -hmm. I am an old lady. Mm -hmm. I sleep by 8. But I confirmed her questions, and I told her I don't want him. But I am going to tell you this. We do have a child together. So if you think that he's not trying to mess with me, then you have another thing coming. Like, just this situation that I was just in. Um, I was talking to this guy. And I didn't know that he had supposedly had a girlfriend or a baby mama or whatever. And that's really, it's that's happening lately. Like, yeah. A lot of guys who have been trying to talk to me mm -hmm. have had pregnant, like, women. Yeah. And I'm just like, don't talk to me. Because even if you guys are not together, mm -hmm. when that baby comes, you need to be with that woman for the first couple of weeks. You need to be with that woman for, yeah, like, Yeah, because I don't want to see every day. Less. Yeah, I don't want to see You need to be with that woman every day. Mm-hmm. Throughout the night, y'all need to be sleep honestly sleeping in the same bed or in the same room. You know what I'm saying? It so don't you, even have to be in the same bed or the same room because I, I do like know that me and my be. baby dad, we he slept on the couch and I slept in my bed because yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're support, supporting your woman or the woman of your, you know, the mother of your child the way you should be, oh, no, like, especially getting like get postpartum, like I I couldn't I wasn't even able to go, you know, after 
and a lot of people said this didn't happen to them. They tried to maybe use the bathroom right after I had had my daughter. Did it happen to you? Yeah, but I got up. I jumped up like I was a free woman. I said, thank the Lord Jesus. Let me go and pee. No, I couldn't. As soon as I got up, I seen stars. I was about to pass out. Yeah, they tried. They were scared because I definitely got up. They tried to put me in a um, wheelchair first. Mm-hmm. I got up. I went and I peed after they took the uh, little thing, the needles and stuff out mm-hmm. of me and stuff. Because I got an epidural and everything. So they took the little needles and stuff out of me. And they was like, okay, Lakaya, we need you to try to go and pee. Mm-hmm. So I got straight up. They was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it. I said, uh-uh, I feel good. Let me go use this bathroom. Mm-hmm. I went and I peed. They was like, you might feel a little burning. I ain't feel no burning, honey. I went to the bathroom. Then I said, uh-uh, give me my baby. And I hope I held my baby and got in the wheelchair. Which they were scared because they was like, you're not supposed to do that already. Mm-hmm. But shit, my son was born with a tooth, and that wasn't supposed to happen either. No, he said he had a tooth. I was like, "Is he okay?" That's <laughs> he what I asked. Like. And that's the crazy thing because they say that, um, it's like one out of a hundred babies are born with a teeth. A that's tooth. crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but when I was when I was getting up, um, I like stars. I couldn't breathe. Like it was hard for me to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Bring me back to the bed. <laughs> this is cruel. I don't have to piss. I don't think I have to. So yeah. just let me lay back down. It was just like I was in the daze. I seen the picture that they were taking. Everybody was taking. They was taking pictures, and I was just staring. I like, told everybody not to take pictures because I, 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 I couldn't even like think. Ogre. I couldn't even think. And it was a situation <laughs> that I told you that came mm-hmm. out of this. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not going to be that ignorant. Yeah. That had like already pissed me off yeah to where i was already blacking out anyway so you know when i get mad to a certain point yeah i black out See? so it's like i was just tired i was exhausted i was just amazed and my daughter came out looking the way she looked like you know what i'm saying i never See? had a, like thought in my head of what she was going to look like when malachi came out mm-hmm. he peed on me oh that's crazy he straight <laughs> peed on me for one he peed when he came out uh, then that happens with boys a lot when though. he came when they put him on me I said, y'all, am I tripping or do I feel him peeing on me? Mm-hmm. And he was peeing on me, but he did the weirdest, the most weirdest thing was that he got up, he lifted himself up, and he looked around. And the doctors was like, oh, something is wrong with this kid. Something he got a tooth, and he got up on his own, mm-hmm. and he not even a, a day man. old yet. He was a grown man. Mm-hmm. And he latched on very perfectly. Yeah, she latched like I had a problem with her latching to my left side, but I had, um, I had fibroids in my breast. I have about five of them. Yeah. So my left, I had the size of like a fist. Mm-hmm. The tumor I had was like the size of a fist. So they, my left one has a huge scar. They kind of mm-hmm. botched my nipple. Mm-hmm. So she had a hard time latching. I knew she was gonna have a hard time latching on that one because of my tumors that i had yeah so i produced way more milk out of the right side than the left which i wasn't surprised so I, even before she was drinking um all the way four ounces i could get about a good six ounces out if i pumped yeah see so. for me um i didn't have a problem i started actually i started leaking two months before i had him really yeah well, maybe that's because you had a first pregnancy that's yeah. not uncommon because i definitely started leaking before i had him and then when we when they actually got us to the room that we had to stay at, mm-hmm. but um, um, when they got us to the room that we had to stay at, mm-hmm. 
he actually latched on very perfectly. And that's good though, because I know a lot of people that do have like problems latching. Yeah. So I did use like a latch on my left side, but mm -hmm. my right side, I didn't have to use a latch. Which I had a lot of milk in my breast, like mm -hmm. both of them. When he was done with the first one, like this is what he was doing at a day old. When he was done with the first one, mm -hmm. which I make sure I get all of the milk out of the first one, he'll go to the second one and drink. That's why he eats so damn so much. <laughs> yeah, but like he was overfeeding himself. And that's what the doctors And that happens, me. yeah, because my daughter was overfeeding herself. She literally was spit up all the time. And I'm thinking she has acid reflex because, mm -hmm. you know, that's not uncommon either. But they were like, no, she's overeating. Yeah, and, like, she would start me. screaming, like, bloody murder no, if, I took, never, yeah. if, if I stopped feeding her. Like, yeah, he'd be like, he'd look at me like, um, what are you doing? Put that <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, but. so it was actually easy for me. Like, I would make a whole bunch of milk. Mm -hmm. Like, I could fill up a whole bottle of milk. Mm -hmm. And um, they just, you know, they just drink it all. Yeah, mine was good, too. And then once I say postpartum, my postpartum had hit me, that's when my, it started to decline. That's when I started to lose. Because you lose, they say you lose weight when you breastfeed, but I think it depends on the person. Yeah, because I didn't lose yeah, no weight. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight. So now I'm trying to catch up for it, which is something we're going to talk about in one of the episodes. Your yeah. body after pregnancy, that's going to be one of the things in our next yeah. episode. But That should be next week. Yeah, so basically we're going to cut it off here. But yeah, we have a lot more to talk about. So please come back, view, comment like subscribe subscribe it only gets better from here trust yes. me and we're gonna if anybody will basically in the columbus area wants to ever come on and talk about their experience or ever has a business or anything like that most definitely you know you can email mm -hmm. comment just let us know yes and tell us how you liked or enjoyed or what you think that we can work on or something that you want us to talk about yeah so we'll pretty much talk about anything or if you have any questions we could probably do a couple episodes basically just on questions yes so and i'm very blunt yeah. so i'm trying my hardest to keep a lot of the bluntness away but if you guys want us to be very open which i'm i have no problem with doing that we can definitely do that too. So just let us know. Um, you can always email us, like she said, hit us up on our DMs. We're definitely gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna be posting that. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening to mommy's tea time. And we'll be back next Saturday. Yes. At seven o'clock. All right. Bye. Peace.